We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hi friends, welcome to the Equestrian Podcast. My name is Bethany Lee, and this is episode number seven. Taylor Oxley is one of the most hardworking people that I have ever talked to. She is an inventor, and she has landed some of the most amazing student working positions. So if you're looking for a lesson in how to land an insane student working job, you're in the right place. Hey, Taylor. Hey, Bethany. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. I am so happy you're on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Of course. Um, so you are or just completed um, a few opportunities as a working student, and um, I am always getting um, different people wondering how to really dive into the equestrian world. And for most uh, most places out there, I mean, the first route you usually go is an internship. Um, before you go into a corporate job or something in really any other industry. So it really seems like for equestrians, especially if you're looking to go into a training aspect of the industry, that a working student job is really kind of the route to go. Do you agree? Yeah, for sure. I actually, um, whenever I talk to anybody outside of the horse world about my working student opportunities, I actually have called them internships in the past. So I think you're dead on there. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. So tell me um, kind of kind of your background, how you start, because you are you ride as, as well, correct? Yes, I do. Okay, cool. So tell me a little bit about kind of how you started riding. Um, what made you start considering um, using uh, or, or entering a role as a working student? Yeah, so um, I grew up with horses, um, you know, just kind of backyard trail riding. Um, and then my next door neighbor, we lived out in the country, um, was a pony club instructor. So I got into more like riding and lessons um, and eventing in with her. And then I branched off um, from pony club. I got to my HB and then focused strictly more on my own personal competing through the levels So as I went through high school and started moving up the levels, I decided that this might be something I wanted to pursue professionally. And I wasn't really sure um, how to necessarily get my foot in the door as I am from the Midwest and we're kind of our own little island. Um, (laughs) I'm from, I'm from Wisconsin. So I understand. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. So you understand. Yeah. I'm from Iowa. So, um, you know, I kind of started just going out on a limb as I was applying for colleges, um, I also started just basically reaching out to other upper level equestrians out east because I had had some friends that had done it previously and that um, were very um, were very good at persuading me that it was what I needed to do, basically. So um, I ended up reaching out and landed my first working student position. Um, during my sophomore year of college with Becky Holder. Um, she was on the Olympic team for eventing in 2008 and was the alternate before that in 2000. 
Um, so being able to get that opportunity with her was absolutely mind blowing, especially for someone who's from the Midwest and just idolizes everybody out there. Um, so I worked for Becky from January through, I think, May of 2016. Um, and then I went back to school. So I had taken that semester off. Um, I went back to school that fall, that following fall semester and decided that I wasn't done being a working student. I, um, as hard of work as it was, I missed it dearly um, and definitely thought there was so much more that I could learn. So I started reaching out again and I landed a position with Colleen Rutledge, um, who is um, also a very well-known eventer. She actually currently holds the world record for being the only um, eventer in the entire world to compete and complete all five of the Northern Hemisphere four-star events. So that's Four stars, kind of like the top of the top, the highest level that we have. Um, and so she completed all five of those on the same horse um, wow. without cross-country penalties. So again, being able to work with her was absolutely incredible. And I ended up being with her for a year and a half. Um, so I started in June of 2017 um, and completed my time there um, actually a couple weeks ago. So in November of 2018. Um, and that position actually, because I was there for so long, ended up turning from a working student position into an assistant trainer position. So I kind of got the best of both worlds learning different sides of that. So that's kind of where my past as a working student has taken me so far. Cool. That's awesome. Um, so tell me a little bit about kind of the specifics of how you reached out to those different trainers and went about kind of showcasing yourself as a potential working student to them. So I um, had um, basically gone to people first that I personally knew that had been working students and asked them and they were able to give me resources. So in eventing, we have a couple different like online forums and magazines and stuff. Um, ours is called, our biggest one is called Eventing Nation. And they do a segment every couple months that basically lists out all of the upper level trainers that they know of that are um, looking for working students. Um, and so I started Almost there. like like classifieds. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and I know, like, I think the Chronicle of the Horse does it, too, for different disciplines. Mm -hmm. um, and so I started looking on those. Um, and, I mean, working student positions are can be pretty competitive to get into, depending on who you're looking with. Um, so, you know, I emailed the first couple um, and didn't land those. And I was kind of a little bit like, oh, maybe, maybe this isn't for me. Um, kind of got a little bit discouraged, but then, you know, got some awesome encouragement to just keep searching around. So I ended up branching off of looking through those classifieds and um, basically found contact information for people who I knew that I wanted to work for. Like I had done my own background research and really liked how both Becky and Colleen rode, the stories I heard of their horsemanship, um, and just the overall vibe that I'd gotten from hearing about how their programs were run. So um, at those individual times, I did end up just reaching out to them, even though I even like I wasn't sure if they had openings. I just was like, hey, if you do have an opening, I'm super interested and sent my resume and 
my background and videos of my rotting um, and basically everything that they asked for. And that those actually ended up turning into the positions that I got um, rather than the ones that I had applied to that I knew had openings. So, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, were, were you sending emails out to people? I mean, you essentially ha- kind of happened upon their contact info. Were there, did you find a better response when you knew someone who knew them and had that kind of connection? Or um, were you getting some positive response from people you were, I mean, essentially blindly emailing that you didn't have any connection to whatsoever? Yeah, um, I had kind of both. So with Becky, um, I had no connection to her at all. Um, I mean, I know that she is from Minnesota, so kind of Midwestland, but had obviously like I had heard of her because of um, kind of her accolades and stuff, but I personally had absolutely no connections to her and I just reached out on a limb, definitely didn't think that it was going to turn into anything. Um, and then, you know, we went from there with Colleen, I did have, um, kind of a more personal connection. I had a really close friend, um, who had started working with her just as a student, like as one of her clients, um, I think a year previously. So that also that connection, I do think helped me gain that position as well. So I kind of was able to go both routes and was very successful on each end. Very cool. And I mean, it's amazing because now really what any job you enter, you have those two pieces of Colleen and Becky in your back pocket that you've had that personal experience with them. And I mean, it's extremely valuable now. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I am so thankful, not only like for all of the education that I got, but definitely um, to have made those connections. And then I was able to make connections through their connections and you know, like they say, the horse world is very small and it incredibly is. And connections are so important when you're stepping out um, in any faucet of the industry. And so being able to make all of the connections that I have and to continue um, to sort of build that resume and be able to put myself out there through those experiences has been life changing. That's awesome. So I'm I'm still interested to hear like specifics. So if you were to kind of walk me through, you're opening your email and you're about to send this, this email to, let's say, Becky, who you had no connection to. You're just kind of shooting in the dark here, trying to land this working student job. What would that email say? And what would you, um, I know you um, mentioned that you were um, also attaching resumes and videos. Yeah. Tell me kind of like what, what would you say to Becky and what things are, were you all attaching in that email? Yeah. So um, when I emailed Becky, I think I basically said something along the lines of, um, I introduced myself. So I was like, hi, my name is Taylor Oxley. Um, I am a 20 year old eventer from the Midwest. Um, I am currently a college student, but am interesting in pursuing um, a profession in the industry. And, you know, before branching out on my own, I would love to gain experience in an upper level program. And um, so I am in search of a working student position. And if you have any openings or if any come up in the future, I would love to be a part of your program. 
Um, and so kind of just like a short intro like that, I something along those lines is basically what I said. And then I went into another paragraph, um, basically dealing like detailing my own personal background and experience. So, you know, I started at the beginning with explaining how I grew up through Pony Club, which that actually did give me kind of an overall connection with Becky because she also grew up in Pony Club. Cool. Um, but so I talked her through kind of my Pony Club background and then how I branched out and just focused on competing um, and how at that time I had just moved up to the preliminary preliminary level um, of eventing, which is kind of basically an eventing that's the cusp of between just like the national events and then international events. Um, And so that's kind of to be in the Midwest, that's sort of the highest level that all of our events go to, I guess is the best way to explain prelim. Um, But so I basically walked her through all of that, um, told her my past barn experience. So I had worked in our equine vet clinic. So I had experience there. Um, and I had experience teaching through pony club and kind of gave her the lo- the lowdown on my experience in that aspect. Um, and so, yeah, like the body of the email was basically just detailing, um, my past experience, kind of how I came to this, what I and looking for in a position. And then when I did the attachments, I had kind of my like typical textbook resume so that she had kind of the like timeline laid out in a far more concise manner um, and then had references and that sort of thing. Um, I also, I didn't attach like a cover letter because I basically covered all of that in the body of my email. And then Um, I sent links to, I like did some, um, like a montage of videos on YouTube. So I sent her different links to that and then just different pictures, like a couple different pictures of me and my horse. Um, so I kind of tried to hit every aspect of it in that email. Um, and yeah, kind of went from there. Very cool. Um, so when you, when you attached the resume, was that, was that including all of your um, past experiences, um, both academic and outside of the equestrian world and the equestrian world, or was it an equestrian-specific resume that you sent? It was equestrian-specific. So the thing that I had learned, I actually, um, I was in school at that point, and I was able to, like, go to, like, my guidance counselor and basically, like, explained what I was going for, and so she helped me a lot in putting that together. And we basically looked at it as I'm applying for an internship, not, um, you know, she didn't know she didn't have a horse background. Um, but so because you're sending so much information at once, you kind of don't want to make it look messy and you don't, you basically want to avoid information overload. So I did tailor it specifically for, um, the equestrian side of things. And I didn't, um, I didn't, focus on the um older like longer ago parts of my experience I focused on the most relevant and most recent ones so I added in um I did do like a brief section on my time in pony club um I think I did the vet clinic 
um, a barn that I had worked at and my kind of general experience in eventing through the levels. Those were kind of, I think, the four pieces that I hit on in the resume. Um, but yeah, it, I definitely tried to keep it equestrian specific. Okay, cool. Um, and then at what point did Becky email you back? So it took her a little bit to email me back. Um, her Actually, it's relatively common, I think, um, for programs to have sort of their like head groom handle those things. Sure. So she did have um, her assistant handling all of that. And I did email them in kind of the super busy part of the fall eventing season, which like being from the Midwest, our eventing season ends at the very latest at the beginning of October. <laughs> Out yeah. east, it goes through November. And like, I just didn't realize that. Okay. Um, so like, that would definitely be a piece of advice I would give to anybody um, thinking about applying for one is just be aware of when the busy season is, because most people aren't um, at that exact moment looking, they're going to look a couple months down the road when things calm down again um, to bring on new people. And so um, I didn't hear back for probably a week and a half, two weeks. So I just kind of wrote it off as I wasn't going to hear back. And then finally, um, her assistant did email me. It was pretty brief. She was like, hey, Taylor, um, we look, you know, we're currently looking through all of your stuff. We are looking for somebody to start in January. Um, but I will give you more details, uh, later because we are in the heat of the season. You know, it was something pretty simple like that, but it was really nice to just get that sort of confirmation that my email just, you know, didn't get tossed to the side. And I think that like is pretty common. Um, cause the same thing happened when I applied for Colleen. Um, it's, you know, they're so busy handling sponsors and competing and, the you know daily grind that sort of thing so um it took a little bit but I think that's kind of where that was at and how long did you end up waiting before you heard from them again um so it was two weeks then and then probably another two weeks until I got more of a confirmation email and then once you know, she kind of confirmed, yes, we want you to fill this position. Um, it was a more consistent um, sort of communication because we were trying to set up a time for me to come out and interview with her. Um, so like once we got through that initial period, it definitely was more consistent. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, I would assume you had to pay to fly out there, right? Yes, I did. Um, okay. I did. I flew out for... Ooh, I think I was there for two days. So I got in, uh, like the afternoon of the first day was there a full, the next day for a full day and then flew out the afternoon of that following day. So in all, I think I was at the farm for two days. Okay. Crazy. And then at that point, did they tell you that you had the job when you were there? Or did you have to fly home kind of wondering and hoping? I did fly home kind of wondering and hoping, <laughs> um, which, you know, adds some fun suspense, I suppose. But um, no, because I think they all kind of, there were a couple different people that were working with Becky and they all um, kind of were, I assume, collaborated on it. Um, and kind of everyone, I think, gave their thoughts. So 
I went home and I think I heard back from them pretty soon after that. So probably like three or four days, I got the confirmation email that like, yes, you know, we were pleased with what we saw in the interview. When can you start? That sort of thing. Cool. So at that point, you were a college student and you had decided to make the decision to um, kind of put a pause button on school and then go fly east and do this opportunity for the full semester, correct? Yes. yes. Okay. That must have been a big decision. It it was. And, um, you know, I had considered actually taking a gap year between high school and college, um, and my parents were not down for that. So I um, decided to go ahead and go to college for my full first year because I went to Becky's my sophomore year. Um, so I completed that first year, went back to school the fall of my sophomore year, not really planning on um, applying for anything. Like I kind of had basically written off the working student thing until after I had gotten a degree. And then um, I got, I was progressing very quickly in my training back here um, and kind of really had decided at that point that I, you know, it was my time to either give it a shot or kind of hang up the boots sort of thing. Like I was going to keep competing, but um, I kind of figured that my shot to actually go out East and try my hand at, seeing what it's like to be a professional was, um, kind of now or never, now or never sort of thing. So I do not recommend this to anybody. I applied without telling my parents. Um, and then (laughs) I, um, uh, obviously I told them before I like when, once I heard back that like they were interested in doing an interview, um, I did tell my parents and we had a very serious conversation. Like they were on board, but you know, they kind of, um, gave me some ground rules as far as my schooling went and I complied because I completely agree getting a college education you know if it is a right fit for you is a very important thing to pursue um and so I wasn't going to necessarily like I was putting off my schooling but I wasn't completely leaving it Mm -hmm. um and so it like it was a big decision and it was scary um but I kind of did look at, at it as I'm young. I don't really have any constraints besides school, but I knew that I could always come back to that. Um, So that's kind of the biggest piece that sort of um, let me pursue it at that time, I guess. Cool. I mean, and where are you with your schooling now? So I actually, so I came home from Becky's. I did the fall of my junior year. So I um, had actually, I had come in with enough credits from high school that like, even though I was technically a freshman, I was coming in as a second semester freshman. So when I was in that last semester before going to Becky's, I was technically like finishing out my sophomore year. Um, So I started, so I really hadn't lost that semester. Um, So I started in as a junior again. And then um, switched to, so I got the position with Colleen, but wasn't going to go out there for, like, I was still going to be at school for another semester and decided that I wanted to be at Colleen's longer than I was at Becky's, um, but didn't want to take all of that time off of school. So that spring semester before I went out, I switched to online school through Grand Canyon University in Phoenix. 
And so I was able to take a lot of credits before going out to Colleen's. And then um, that program was super cool because it allowed me to take just one class at a time and kind of tailor it to my schedule. So while I was working for Colleen, I was also taking um, classes basically as I could, as our season would allow. So I am still doing online classes. Um, I have about, I think I only have like six courses left. And I can, since I'm currently not in a program, I can take more than one at a time. So I'm almost done with my schooling. Very so cool. I would have graduated last spring. Um, so I'm about a year behind. Um, but doing the online school has definitely opened up more opportunities because I can sort of kill two birds with one stone. Totally. That's awesome. It mu- but it must have been quite the process to decide on that route. But I mean, really, yeah, it's one extra year, that I, you know, older of graduating school. But you have these amazing experiences to add to your resume that most people just graduating college don't have really any experience uh, besides a couple, maybe an internship here or there. But um, I feel like um, I feel like working student opportunities weigh even heavier than the regular industries internships do. Um, I don't know yeah. if that's just me, but it seems like and having that connection and even just having the connection to potentially work for them or work for someone similar that they know of just have you know growing those connections is just huge yeah I completely agree um I think you know through most interns internships you gain some connections but I think our industry is so special because the ability to work with those upper level equestrians kind of automatically opens up this entire new world of connections kind of like everybody knows everybody. So it's like a completely different playing field, I think, because of how closely knit the community is. Um, And then as far as the just, you know, straight up experience goes, being a working student, I think, you know, each program is different, but they do a very good job of showing you every single part of the industry possible. you know, as far as being a professional goes, like you've got, you know, the nitty gritty barn work, you've got um, the ability for that to turn into, like I was fortunate enough for that to turn into assistant trainer's position. But even if that doesn't, you know, you might get the opportunity to ride their upper, upper level horses. You get to travel to shows and see how the bigger competitions work. You get to work with sponsors. Um, so there definitely is, I think, a lot more elements involved and a lot more trust and responsibility that is able to be accessed through a working student position than there would be for just, you know, any typical sort of office internship. Um, During your working student positions, did you ride or so um, Becky's program and Colleen's program were pretty different, um, which honestly was like a really good experience. Um, but so at Becky's, I just rode my horse. Um, so basically I would do barn tours in the morning, um, do whatever projects needed to be done around the farm during the day. And then would have like a scheduled lesson with Becky every afternoon before then doing barn tours and late night checks and that sort of thing. 
Um, and then like while she was gone, I did um, eventually get to help like lunge some of the horses, but I never sat on anything except my own horse. And then at Colleen's, um, I started out, I actually didn't bring my horse down for the first month that I was there. Um, and so she gave me the ride on one of her horses that wasn't currently in her string. Um, and so then once my horse got down there, I was riding, um, her horse and my horse and that kind of stayed consistent for the first couple months. And then I slowly, um, as her string grew, I slowly was able to take on a couple of the ones that were in her string. And it basically was like that I would ride them a couple days a week with her and then she would ride them. So we were kind of balancing back and forth. And then at the beginning of this year, um, she basically gave me um, added responsibilities and trusted me to take on more of the horses and be the sole rider for them. Um, like I would get lessons with her consistently, but I was the only one riding them. So throughout the spring and summer, um, that string steadily grew and I essentially um, had my own string of her horses and my horse and she had her separate string. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so tell, you kind of alluded to the nitty gritty parts of the working student job. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. there is a reason that this opportunity is available and it is amazing what you get in the outcome. But tell me a little bit about the actual position. I mean, for for Becky, for instance, there were a lot of long days and barn chores that were involved in this position. So tell me a little bit about what you had to do and then maybe some areas that you didn't particularly love. Yeah. Um, so at Becky's, we, I guess I'll just kind of run you through my typical day. Um, so we would get up, do barn chores. So that was basically, we would drop grain, bring horses in, um, check over their whole body. So their legs underneath their belly for like cuts and scrapes. Um, we would do blanket changes cause it was pretty cold at that time and then turn horses out. And then, um, I would start and start on stalls and I would clean all of the stalls, um, dump the waters, scrub the buckets, refill the waters, um, refill hay nets. At this, at this point, what time is it? So we started at seven. It probably took 30 ish minutes to feed and get horses moved. Becky had a smaller program than Colleen did. Um, and then, so it was probably eight o'clock by the time I was done with stalls. Um, so I think morning chores took a total of two hours. We were typically done by seven or by nine if we started at seven. Um, so I was, yeah, I think I was probably done with stalls by eight and then was working on waters, hay nets, um, sweeping the mats, raking the aisles. Um, and then Becky typically got on her for her first horse at nine. And the way that that worked was there were three of us. There was her assistant and then a working student who had been with her for a while and me. And we basically rotated out who was going to tack up a horse for Becky, who was going to cool down the one that she just got off of, and who was going to keep doing the sort of 
daily chores. And um, for a long time, since I was the newest one on, I was the one that was doing that, like was just strictly doing barn work. So um, once Hazen waters were topped off um, and like everything was kind of back where it needed to be, um, I would make grain for the evening and then go out and start picking paddocks. So we had, oh, probably three half acre paddocks and two very large fields. Um, and we, um, you know, try to keep them as nice as we could. And so I would go through and pull a muck tub along with me and <laughs> pick all of the poop, pull it back up to the spreader, go out again. So that took a good majority of my morning. Um, a lot of times if it was only me doing that, um, that would be a good chunk of what I did before I had my lesson. Um, and then other pieces involved like cleaning out the feed room, cleaning the tack room, cleaning tack, um, repairing fence. You get really good at becoming a handyman. Um, <laughs> and basically any project that um, needed to be done around the farm. We had, um, since she was in North Carolina, we actually had a lot of fire ants. So one of the jobs I did each week was go out, like walk the entire property, all of the gallop fields, the jump fields, um, with like fire ant killer and like find all of their little nests, um, and spray them down. Um, <laughs> so it, it was kind of, you know, anything that needed to be done, got done. Um, and it's, you know, I know that doesn't sound incredibly glamorous, but that is what kind of has to be done to sort of gain the other opportunities. Because once I was there for a couple of weeks and like that was all I was doing, it eventually turned into um, that I would split those duties with the other working student and I would get to help with the tacking and untacking of the horses. Um, and so you do kind of, I don't want to make it sound super hierarchical but um I mean it kind of is like you kind of have to earn your way and that's how it is and I think it's very important because it does help you um gain that work ethic that you need to be able to take on more responsibilities if that kind of makes sense totally. um so that was kind of a typical day at Becky's and then you know I would get to ride my horse and then we would start evening chores which again is pretty similar to morning chores drop grain, turn horses in and out, check them all over, um, do stalls, top off haze and waters, that sort of thing. So, Gotcha. And I mean, you, you really kind of already explained it, but it, as, as much as it is hard work, I mean, the, the reason you kept going with it at all, I mean, was that end goal of having those connections. And I mean, even, even just having the opportunity to be trained by someone like that in your daily lessons, I mean, even that is just kind of worth mucking the fields and, yep. you know, doing yeah. all the long days of hard work. Yes, for sure. It was, um, it definitely was like my lessons were what I kind of what kept me going through the harder mornings and stuff, but even just being able to be in the barn, even if I wasn't the one that was like getting that hands-on sort of experience at the beginning, like tacking, untacking, that sort of thing, like simply being in the barn and listening to Becky talk, even if it wasn't directly to me, 
was incredible because I swear everything that came out of her mouth was like life changing. Like she was, she's amazing. Um, you know, and just the depth of knowledge that she has kind of overflowed in every encounter I had with her, even when I wasn't directly involved in one in whatever was going on. So being able to just pick up any tidbit of information, any tips that she had in whatever I was doing was incredibly valuable and completely worth it. That's amazing. And I am so happy you came on today because I feel like so many people are looking for positions like this, but have, are just feel so stuck and have no idea how to take the next step. So I appreciate you taking the time to walk everyone through it and um, hopefully can have some success too with some amazing opportunities as a working student. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, thank you so much, Taylor. And I will talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. If you got something out of this episode, could you do me a favor? I would love you forever if you could take five seconds and head over to the app where you listen to this episode and rate and review the Equestrian Podcast. It's super easy to do, and it allows people like you to find the podcast, and it allows us to find some amazing new guests and create awesome content just for you. Thanks in advance. Until next time, my name is Bethany Lee. Enjoy the ride.